you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Today I want to teach about relationships and the mystery of destiny helpers. Is that okay? And then we shall call forth our destiny helpers. Last month was a month of help from above. This month is a month of great victories. Part of the solution God has put in place for you to have great victories is to be given help. Is to be given what? Help. Christians are very good at praying and believing God, but they are not very good at forging relationships. Christians are not very good at forging relationships. But relationship is part of what God, of the system that God has put in place for the benefit of his body. God is a God of two things. One, patterns. God is a God of what? Patterns. And number two, God is a God of systems. Is a God of patterns so that it can be predictable. It's a God of patterns so that it can be predictable. So that you know, if I do this, the result will be this. So you can have faith. The Bible says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus and confess with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead, what shall happen? Shall be saved. You can predict a result. So then you can have faith. You can know if I do these things, this is going to be the result. So God is a God of patterns so that we can be able to establish our faith on the patterns of God. We can be able to predict a result. We are not guessing because we have seen God do it before. We know he will do it again. If you put in what a person put in, you will get the results a person got. Because God is no respecter of persons. Faith Faith works on the platform of the fact that God is no respecter of persons. God is not subjective. If you do what somebody else did, you will get what somebody else got. So then everybody has hope. Because you know, I, I, I just need, if you can study uh, the pattern of how God worked with someone and you follow the same pattern, you redig the same well, you will get the same result. Is that okay? God is no respecter of persons. 
If you do right, you will get what is yours. So here. This is the basis of faith. Because if God was subjective, then nobody could have faith. Nobody could have an anchor where to put their faith on. But because God is neutral, he blesses people the same if they do the same things, then everybody can have hope that if I do this, it's not an exercise in futility, I will get the same result that others have got. God is also a God of systems. He's a God of systems so that he doesn't have to interfere at all times in the affairs of men. Also so that men can have faith. So when God comes the first time, he establishes a system that produces what he did. So that we don't run to him the second, the third time, all the time. Let me give you an example. God created Adam. God created Eve. But that was the end of God's creation. After that, God established a system that now creates other people. Is that okay? So that not everybody God has to come to the ground, take soil, and do the same thing over and over again. No, he established a system that now does the thing that he did. So that for, each, for another person to be created, people don't have to go to God and tell him, come, take soil, breathe in it. He has put a system in place that produces that thing that he did before. So if you can establish the system God has created to do this thing you're looking for, it will get to you. Are you listening to me? So one of the systems that God has put in place for the benefit of his body is relationships and destiny helpers. Relationships and destiny helpers. God understands that for you to move forward in life, you need help. Everybody needs help. The Holy Spirit, the first help is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will send you a helper. Another helper. Why? You need help. So when Jesus left, he recognized that I'm leaving these people, but they will need to be helped. Uh -huh. They will need to be helped. So the first help that God gave is the Holy Spirit. But God has put a system of men around each person who are supposed to help lift you up.
The blessings of God come to us from God but through men. The blessings of God will come to us from God through men to men. So for you to change locations, to change value, to change levels, there must be an encounter with some help in the form of a man. Even God, when he wanted to affect the world, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 26, he says, I looked for a man. So when God needed help, he looked for a man, not an angel. He looked for a man. To make up the hedge. John 14, 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that, you may that he may abide with you forever. So Jesus called the Holy Spirit another helper, which means the first helper was him, Jesus Christ, eh? I need, I need help. So it is foolishness and it is against scripture to say I don't need anyone. You need help. Everybody needs help. Ezekiel 22, 37, I sought for a man among them who would make up a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. So when calamity was coming, God looked for a man. Unfortunate is the man whose destiny helpers have given up on him. Listen. Jesus told Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for permission to sift you like wheat. Then Jesus said, but I have prayed for you. Why? That your faith will not fail. That your faith fail not. So Satan looked for permission to enter Peter and sift him. But the prayer of Jesus intervened. Question. Why didn't Jesus do the same for Judas? The Bible says Satan entered Judas. Why did Jesus say, Judas, Judas? Satan has decided, sought permission to enter you, but I've prayed. Unfortunately, the man whose destiny helpers have given up on him. Say, Lord, the destiny helpers you have placed around me, they will not give up on me. In the name of in the name of Jesus. You see, God has not left you helpless. He has put people around you to help you. But character, attitude, and the forces of your home 
they scatter these people. When the enemy wants to scatter someone, the first thing he does is isolate you from those who are able to help you. He will give you a revelation that will result in your isolation from the people who God put in your life to help you. You start fighting your own destiny helpers. Have you seen somebody drowning? When someone is drowning, they fight those who have come to rescue them. It is difficult to rescue a drowning person. They fight you. You need special skill to rescue a drowning person. They are here. Christians are very, very poor at developing and forging and maintaining successful relationships. And when I say relationships, I don't mean man and woman. This is not what I'm talking, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about relationships that will benefit your life, network. Someone once said, your network is equivalent to your network. Your network is equivalent to your network. You cannot prosper alone. You need help. Say understand. Relationships will not maintain themselves. There has to be that deliberate effort to maintain the relationship that you need. You must put in deliberate effort to do what? To maintain that relationship that you know you need. You must work on it. You must work on it. Anything left, any relationship left to itself will die. Is that okay? Including your relationship with the Holy Ghost. You must work on maintaining your relationship with the Holy Spirit. You must go visit him, talk to him, commune with him, maintain that relationship. Is that okay? Any spirit that is stuck in your life, it means there's something that is holding it there. There's something that is, is using to maintain its relationship with you. 
If you remove that thing, that evil spirit will go. Okay. You cannot be visiting God twice a year and say you're in a relationship with him. You're not. Your relationship is dying because of lack of communication. Let's say I hear. Christians have this mentality that the only relationship they have to maintain is relationship with God. This is not true. You also have to maintain a relationship with man because this is a system that God has put in place to lift you up. The book of Second Chronicles, I think chapter 26, the Bible says, and David was helped marvelously until he became great. How did, he, how did David become great? He was helped. He was helped. And David was helped marvelously until he became great. It is only foolish Pentecostals. I don't need anything. I have God. I ha it is God who tells you, okay, you have me. Now go to man. Second Chronicles 26, 15. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. No, I don't need help. You must be greater than David. Are you king? Yes, you are, but your kingship is not showing. It's not strong. The crippled man beside the pool said, why, haven't you, why aren't you healed? He said, I have no man. Nobody is helping me. So I've been here all these years. May somebody help you. May God put somebody in place to help you until you become strong in the precious name of Jesus. concentrate a lot on developing our IQ but it really doesn't help us one of the problems I have with uh, people who attended uh, I attended Starray Boys Center and you find a lot of our people have problems I was discussing with one of my daughters a lot of people come from such elite schools they have problems because they have this mentality, I am sharp. 
life owes me something. You are told in school, if you study, you pass, you get your A's, you go become this and that, and then you'll make money, and then now you can relax and be rich. Then they get out into life, they find life is different. They find life is what? It's different. Because you have IQ, your IQ is very high, but you fail to develop the other cues. And Christians do the same way. In fact, studies have found, you see, we have IQ. IQ is the ability to memorize and what is, IQ stands for what? Intelligence, quotient. You can memorize, you can do what, and you think this is enough for you because you can remember what a teacher told you. You can do mathematics. You come out of life, you come out, you find somebody you left in primary school, you thought they would not amount to anything. They didn't go to your school, and they suffered, and they learned this other. There's another one called uh, EQ. Say EQ. EQ means what? Emotional quotient. We need to develop this. One, as Christians, two, as Kenyans. Kenyans, we have a problem with this EQ. If you look at social media, you realize we have zero EQ. Just say something bad about Baba or about Ruto. You will discover people have zero EQ. They will answer you and include your mother in it and your grandmother. You wonder, I said something about the other person. What did I do to you? But you, because they have zero EQ, they cannot contain their emotions. Now, in the name of the Lord. Zero EQ. People who succeed in life are people who have a high EQ, not necessarily IQ. People with a high IQ work for people with high EQ. Do you know that? People with high EQ employ people with high IQ. Because for you to push through a business deal, you must have capacity to contain your emotions. You must understand that when somebody comes to you and tells you money is not the problem, you know immediately money is the problem. So here. So you must, as a Christian, make deliberate effort to raise your EQ. It will help you in your marriage. Remember one day I was hearing my wife here testifying. Said that she would make mistakes in the house and she would be so scared that I would shout. She's waiting for it to come. Then I go and I buy chocolate or something. And she said, when is this man coming to shout at me? So she was always waiting, waiting, waiting. But you see, my, high key, my EQ is high. I don't need to shout at you to know you made a mis- for you to know you made a mistake. In fact, you know it better if I don't shout at you. It's a kukula. I don't have to do it. You do it by your own self. You just buy you chocolate, flowers, or to move on. 
you are there wondering la inakuja inakuja inaikuji i accepted and moved on but some men zero eq you want to go for prayers it is sunday morning you choose to quarrel yani umetoka nyumba mmechapana alafu mnakuja kanisa you walk inside by side you are trying to pretend everything is okay how are you hallelujah 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 zero eq you must develop your eq you must learn to be in control of your emotions this will help you are you aware it will do what it will help you they don't teach you this in school you must it's something you must deliberately up you cannot move forward in life even in the world of business if your eq is low if everybody can read your emotions you know there are people you know what they are going through even through their social media posts you don't need to ask them how are you some ladies your problem nobody can marry you because today i love so i love my, they are so nice god created two weeks down men all men are dogs we know what happened in between here we are aware you are so uh, unstable even if someone was considering you they just go through your page and say i'm not entering this trouble i'm not sitaingia hapa your instability is showing everywhere these people who do this thing for cash you know sometimes ugly people come but they have cash you need a very strong eq to look for something nice in this fellow <laughs> very strong eq mdomo ni kama ya punda meno ndio hiyo inatoka hiyo sijia mevaaje sisi look at that shadow that shadow imekotoa vizuri you have to your eq has to be very high you need to know what you want in this thing sorry to give this example but it's a good example of uh, There are places you cannot survive if you are emotionally unstable. You must train yourself to be emotionally stable. You must learn even if you are shocked by something not to show it. Especially if you are going into ministry. Imagine somebody comes and tells you they are say why banange it is like this. Even if there was faith, small faith remaining in this person you have just extinguished it. You must learn to hear heavy things and say hallelujah. I know this is this is normal. It has happened before. God is going to come. When you know this is heavy. You don't just say hallelujah 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 we have never had it like this. 
You are on his page. You are dying. You can't help people this way. You must learn. And people will try to draw you. Like I tell you, people will try to pull you into their unstable emotions. Eh? They want you to either cry or show some sign that you're also emotionally feeling this thing. But if you are to help them, your EQ must be high. You must learn to detach your emotions from this thing so that you can be able to pull them out. Not join them in the mud. And now we're all wallowing together in pity. Say here. Say, I must develop my emotional quotient. There's a third one. I need to move quickly. This is not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching on relationships. I'm just telling you how you need to maintain a relationship. There's a third one called social quotient. Say SQ. Christians are very poor in this. It is possible to have a, a social gathering without sinning. No, 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 no. They will defile me. Funny how easily defileable are you? You need to have so much stability in your relationship with God that it is not just shaken by any wind of whatever. Is that okay? You must be able to help your girlfriend who is... Uh, you're, you're a girl. You have friends who are... What, what do you call this? Uh -huh. Without being pulled into that thing. It's a social quotient. You must be able to relate with people and not put them off. How will you do business with the Muslims? If your every sentence is hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. You feel you need to say this all the time to maintain your Christianity. Your Christianity is unstable. It needs these external pamperings. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not with observation. See, lazima uvai uniform diyo tujue wewe ni Christian wanzo kupiga bull the drum diyo tujue sasa wewe ni mkristo unaenda binguni. The kingdom of heaven is without observation. In other words, nobody must be able to immediately tell you are a Christian until they interact with you. By the time you realize you're carrying the, they realize you're carrying the kingdom of God, it's too late. You've already pulled them in. They are here. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. See, lazima tuvae kilemba. Deujulikane when the kingdom of God. Sorry if you are a kilemba person. I'm not hitting on you. I'm just saying it is not a must. Sometimes it's even a disadvantage. Am I talking? Your kingdom of God must be strong enough to withstand a business meeting. In a bar. Sign the deal and go and you're holy. It's possible to go play golf and not be backslidden. Is that true? Yes. How are you going to sign proper deals? This is where they are signed. They are not signed in church. Are you aware? Yes. 
they are not signed at a religious conference. The Muslims should be able to know when you say this, you will deliver. Do you know it is easy to do business with them as Somali? Pakistan ni hivi, ni hivi. You can bank on it. Hey, but Christians, Pakistan ni hivi, hallelujah. You know, praise the Lord, sister. The Bible says if you owe someone, you must pay even if it hurts you. You must pay. Christians don't pay their debts. They say Jesus paid it all. <laughs> Jesus didn't pay this particular one. You must pay. It's a social quotient. You must know how to act in social circles. You must know how to decline wine and alcohol without offending people. Misi kunyuangi hizo vitu, nyinyo mutayenda jayenamu. You don't have to offend people in the process of your decline. If you are a lady and you're trying to do business, people will hit on you. You must learn how to say no without losing a business deal. No. What kind of men are you? I thought you were. Umefunga mlango, umeweka lock, na umetupa. Because this person is in the world, you don't expect them to behave Christian way. It is you to learn the wisdom of God, how to maneuver without compromising yourself and without also losing the deal. Is that okay? This is called social quotient. You need to know how to treat people greater than you without seeming to be offering yourself. I'm talking to my daughters now. You must learn to, how to maneuver in these circles without seeming to be open to everything. People must respect you without despising you. So here. Because you will go into circles and these men are used to getting what they want. You hear you're coming quoting Bible verse. The Bible says, says it's a I know. Now when are you coming? <laughs> Do you know Bible says this, 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 this. About where? I've read it. I've PhD in it. So when are, when are we finishing this thing? It's a social quotient. Christians lack this. Christians are the most, even among their dating things, eh? even among themselves. 
Christian men are rated as boring. On, on, on general statistics, Christian men don't, know, don't have social skills. Their social quotient is low. So they hide under the Bible. Uh, their romance is the, so, the song of Solomon. <laughs> Your lips are like the lips of a young deer. You know, I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell whether I'm being complimented here or I'm being abused. You must have a social quotient. You must learn how to live with they are here. You don't have to compromise your standards to live with people, but you don't also have to be frigid. Until you know, there are some things uh, I don't know how much religious you are. The Bible says, Jesus said this. Jesus said, there was a man who was given charge over his master's business. Is that okay? And he mismanaged it. And he heard the master was coming. And then he went to the creditors. And he asked you, how much do you owe? Say, I owe so, so much. I say, you are a thousand? Hey, nipa mianane. Letter, letter, letter. Wait, wait. I owe five thousand. Letter, three thousand. Jesus, he said this. And when the master came, the master said, you are a wise servant. He was not rebuked. There's a huge difference between bribe and thank you. Man, you guys. I've made money. I know how to make money. Christians. I will never bribe. Never. Ata kupaleka mtu coffee too. Coffee with MD. So you know this is what we are doing. What, 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 this, like this, like this. Never! God will do it for me. God did it for you. He brought you into contact with this man. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light.
I serve on the board of Kenya Police FC. Do you know there's a board because I made it? There was no board before. I walked in there, I said, there's a Kenya Police FC. I want to do this, 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 let's make a board. I made the board. I made the board. I was supposed to be chair. They said, they told me, be chair. I said, no, there's a person there. He's the chair of board of Go TV. Say, how can I be chair? And this man is here. And I need Go TV. So, hey, you be chair. Why? I know up uh, in front here, I will need this one. Is that okay? Panga Uyo MD. Anyway, I'm my friend. Is it Mambo Nikufanyanini? Would you pang? Panga Uyo MD. Ajua na pangwa. Akini? Mpang. The chair, the, the, the guy in charge is the second in uh, the PA to the IG. He's the, he's the chair of the executive of the football. He had a birthday another time. I gave him 50,000 for his birthday. Why? In front here. In front? The man is going to be the head of uh, DCI. You think I don't need DCI? I, if I know he's going to be the head of the, I can even give him 200,000. Happy birthday. <laughs> he doesn't know. Next time I walk in, he say, he'll think, Sasha, umekuja nangapi? I say, kwaza tukaichini. Why? In front here, I know what I want. They are here. They are here. Am I bribing him? No, I'm just telling him happy birthday. So that when I want something, he will remember he had a birthday. <laughs> Is that okay? It's true. Say so here. You, you're too religious. You see, you accuse others of being religious when your own is nyani thing, eh? The social quotient. Imagine if the man now becomes inspector general and I want my people here in security promoted. I just make a list. Eh? It's true. Even when it is not promotion session, my own will be promoted. Why? Because one man had a birthday one time. You, you'd go start preaching to him. You know, Christ died. Jesus' blood. Say, it's my birthday. It's a good to be born again on your birthday. He looks at you and says, crazy fellow. <laughs> he says, bye-bye. After you're gone, he puts, he gets the, the office people. Please, never allow this man to see me again. Anybody who allows will be fired. Next time you go there, people are just doing like this. Nobody wants to allow you in. Why? You are given opportunity with greatness. You messed it up. They are here. I need to move on. The last one I want to talk about is called adversity quotient. AQ. 
adversity quotient. Adversity quotient. Can I tell you something? Do you know the MD of KBC Watchers Testimony TV? And all the people below them? Why do you think so? Out of all the stations they have, they know testimony and they watch. And they are sons and daughters of the house. Why? We've had coffee. I've talked to them. I've, am I talking? I don't just come here and pray. After I pray, I go and sit down with people. And we talk. And you use social quotient. Jesus said. Anyway. Jesus said, make friends. Use the unrighteous mammon to make friends. Jesus said what? I have mammon. It's unrighteous. But it has its use. It can get you friends. And I said to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon. That when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. So the day you are in trouble, somebody will remember. You made friends using what? Unrighteous mammon. You used mammon to make friends with people. So that in your day of failure, people will open doors for you. Da, 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 da. You have a boss. You have never bought them any, even on their birthday. The only thing you know is how to badmouth them. You complain from here to Timbuktu and it's a man signing your check and you're prophesying evil. This company feeds you but you have nothing good to say about it. If God was to answer every word you said about your company, it would collapse tomorrow. Then what? Where will you get your check? Anyway. Somebody's getting a revelation. Papa, scatter my boss. He's the owner of the company. If we scatter him, he falls sick with cancer. He dies. Who pays you now? You know, I saw a cartoon, a meme. Somebody was on a tree, a branch of a tree, eh? and they are cutting this other side. Christians are like this. You're on a branch of a tree, and you're cutting the branch. You think when you finish cutting the branch, it is the tree that will fall. You will remain hanging in the air. Some madness is, is legendary. <laughs> it's Olympic level. Receive your blessing. I'm telling you how to get blessing. Is that okay? You must go out there in the fields. 
and contend for your blessing. Mukudaila sokaramrandi yoshima na yela dasiza. Say adversity quotient. This is the ability to endure hardness without collapsing. In any person's life, they will come before promotion. There must be Goliath. This is how God operates. If you ask God to promote you, he will schedule a Goliath for you to overcome. Because the next level you want to go to, you cannot go the way you are. You must be stretched. And for you to be stretched, the opposition must come. Is that okay? Opposition must come to stretch you into the next person that can sustain the next level. You need to put it in your head. For you to go to the next level, you cannot go the way you are. This version of you cannot survive in that next level. Something must happen to stretch you. And that stretching is never pleasant. Is that okay? Stretching is never pleasant. So when God wants to pull you up, he first schedules a Goliath for you to overcome. That's why the Bible says, to him who overcomes, I will do this, I will do this. You first must overcome. And if you don't overcome, you will continue to repeat this class until the day you overcome. God does not promote failures. So you must be stretched. If you refuse to be stretched, you keep repeating the class. Say, I hear. So when you overcome the Goliath, then you go to the palace. So adversity quotient means you must be able to endure through the process of stretching without quitting. Without writing me text like, I feel suicidal. I want to kill myself. I normally tell people, those who kill themselves don't announce. If you're announcing to me, you don't want to kill yourself. You just want attention. Stop wasting my time. Have things to do. If you're interested in killing yourself, go ahead. We shall resurrect you. I want to kill myself. Do. Why are you announcing to us? What are we supposed to do? Cheer? Yell? Put on Facebook what? What do you want me to do? You want to kill yourself. What must I do about it? Join you? To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father. On his throne. You want to sit on a throne? You have not overcome. Relationships will not self-propagate. They have to be worked on. You have to work your relationship non-emotionally. Target. Do you think I like these people who I meet? I don't like them, but I target them. It's not emotional. The emotionalism is the lowest 
form of perception. A lot of people operate at emotional level. Emotional level is the lowest level of perception. When you go higher, you start operating at cognitive level, reasoning. If you go even higher, you start operating at discernment. Christians are supposed to be operating at discernment, but they operate at emotional. Papa, I just like him. He will change. If you stop talking nonsense like this and reason for two minutes, you can see this is trouble. But you're operating at emotional. Papa, you can change. Just say the word. I say, I'm not saying anything of the sort. <laughs> you want to uh, recruit me into your schemes. Just say the word. Say the word. Became flesh. Say adversity quotient. It's the ability to be here and believe and believe and see others getting testimony. Still hold on to your faith. Don't come and say, Papa, been here for a whole year. Nothing has changed. How sure are you? Are you rock? Blanket statements that don't make sense. Da, 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 da. Every time you ask God for promotion, God will schedule a battle with Goliath. You must overcome this battle with Goliath to earn a place on the throne. Revelation 3.21 To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne just like I overcame and sat with my father on his throne. Without overcoming, no throne. No overcoming, no promotion. Because this version of you cannot sustain the level where the promotion will take you. You see, a lot of people are not humble. They are humbled by poverty. The day they get money, then you realize the real person. I can buy you and your mother. Why are you talking to me like that? Do you know who I am? Just because he has three million. Nobody, this is the Mbwata anointing. Your humility is not tested when you have nothing. It is tested when you have everything you'd ever want. Would you still be here sitting, listening to me? Or you'll be sending us text. Papa, I'm boarding now. Sorry, I, I didn't tell you. You see, my private jet delayed a bit. I must now be impressed by your things. By how busy you are. Mm. You must have relationships in a targeted manner. Don't just relate with everyone. Because everybody carries a spirit around them. Relate with the people will take you higher. I keep saying, if in your phone, there's nobody you can call and say, give me 100,000. Okay, at your level, maybe 5,000 or something. And they can't. Nobody in your phone can give you 5,000 on the spur of the moment. 
change circles. You're wasting time having relationships that are not productive. Say here. There are people every time you meet them, you are spending, you are spending, you are spending. Every time. Every meeting, you are the one spending. Change circles. Say here. Say, I understand. Say, I am the helped of the Lord. I am moving forward. I am developing my relationships in a targeted manner. I am using my reasoning and my discernment. Discernment is not necessarily for checking out false prophets. It's also checking out whom we should not relate with and whom we should relate with. So here. You are very good at pointing out who's a false prophet. Can you use the same in business? God has put a cross around us. Destiny help us. We'll move our lives forward. There are categories of destiny helpers. We've been taught this one before. I want to recategorize them. Number one is what I call destiny accelerators. Destiny accelerators. So God is putting around you destiny accelerators. These are people who have gone ahead of you. They have gone ahead of you. They are greater than you. They are taking your hand and by their endorsement, people begin to listen to you. They are willing to spend their credibility on you. Hoping you will not embarrass them. Eh? They have built credibility in the market. They have built credibility in the industry. They have built credibility in the nation. Now, because you, you are an unknown quantity, they are taking your hand. They are opening doors for you. They are endorsing you. And people are listening to you, not because of you, because of them. One destiny accelerator can save you 10 or 20 years of hard work. He'll organize a meeting with, for you with somebody you would never meet for 20 years. Is that okay? Today, we are praying for destiny accelerators. I said, today, we are calling forth destiny accelerators. In the precious name of Jesus. People will open doors for you that your arm cannot reach. May God give you favor with them. I said, may God give you favor with them.
You see, in relationships, a lot of people rely on blood relationship, family. This is one kind of relationship where somebody is favorable towards you because you are family. We share blood. Your family. We share blood. This is abused a lot. Most family relationships are not symbiotic. They are parasitic. They are what? Parasitic. Even if your family and somebody is helping you, make yourself useful also. You know, people just come ask, they think family thing is enough. You live with someone three years. One day you have never washed this car. You're eating free food. Clothes. Never. You, your job is to put, take remote in the morning, open TV, go to the fridge, drink whatever is there. Cook eggs, cook bacon. Sit, watch news. Watch whatever. Uh, soap. Put DSTV. And if it has not been paid, you are the first one to notice. You are saying, Atuja. You are contributing nothing. And you are comfortable. You are comfortable. It doesn't enter your head that this person works very hard. You know, I read a study somewhere. Most middle class people don't enjoy at all these things they buy. They're just buying them for house helps and their brothers and sisters and whoever. You might find that man never even watches that. He's so busy trying to make sure you maintain that TV for you. It is the household who knows all the programs, who knows which comes when. When you're, when you're asking, what happened to this? Ah, Elisha, yo. They are well informed. But the one who is busting butt to make sure this thing is maintained. Nobody, nobody takes care of her. Nobody takes, takes care of him. He just becomes relevant when they are late in paying DSTV. Then you, you call them frantically. DSTV ijalipua, mama. DSTV nasema ijalipua, not because you care about them, but because you don't want to miss your daily dose of some program. This is foolishness. If I were you, you've been brought into the presence of greatness. Make yourself indispensable. Don't become also a burden. Make sure you're the one who washes the car. Make sure this... If, I, if it's me, you know. If you're a child or a daughter, You know, there's an experience. The people you help most are the people who will turn around and say nonsense about you. 
They ate your food. The kind of curse God is going to hit some people with. They ate your food. There was no difference between you and their children. Is that true? You never differentiated. The what your children were eating is what this person was eating. Where they were sitting, that's where they were. There was no difference. You treated them like one of the, eh, but the day they go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know. We know this. Then you go somewhere and lift holy hands. God looks at you. Which holy hands? Which holy hands? So where are you, Saud? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I am ranting, but it's fine. I need to finish this. I want to tell you something. Anyone whose food you have eaten, you are in a covenant with that person. You are bound never to say anything evil about them. They fed you. You ate from their table. Ah, it was not a hotel. You are not paying. No, 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 no. Even if you know all the evil about this person, you, you, you cannot speak. Let others speak. You, you speak, God will punish you. Anyway, it is one. So people leverage on family relationships. There's occupational relationships, occupational or geographical relationships. You are relating with someone because you live in the same place or you work, you are the same, you do the same job, you're in the same industry, so you are able to relate. But there's a higher form of relationship. It's called covenant relationship. Say covenant relationship. This is where we need to get into. Where you become someone's friend. The word friend in the Bible doesn't mean acquaintance. The word friend in the Bible means you have a covenant with this person. They can trust you. That's why the Bible says there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It means this covenant relationship that has made you friends is more potent than the blood relationship you'd have with your brother. Can I finish this? I don't want to have to go into a second series of this thing. If you didn't hear what I've said, at least hear one thing. Kama ulikula chakula ya mtu. Umekaa kwake. Amekulisha. Bure. Hakuna. Usiwai fungua mdomo yako. Useme nini wala nini. It is not. You have no capacity. You have no capacity. Wacha wengine. Onge si wewe. Ukienda kuongea. Fikiria. Uyu mtu alinilisha siku moja. And you accepted the food with a grateful heart. And your stomach got filled and you went to the toilet. Shut up. Mungu atakuchapa. For real. I'm helping you. God will hit you. You cannot eat someone's food. Together salt on the same table. Then you go and start doing nonsense. God will not look at it kindly. Is that okay? Because that person who fed you, at that time, they were God to you. God was using them to provide for you to keep you alive. 
anyway. Say destiny accelerators. Say destiny accelerators. So these are people who will spend their credibility on you. They will introduce you to their networks. They will open doors for you. They might even give you capital money to push you. You're lacking school fees. They come and pay your school fees so that your destiny can move forward. So that you're not stranded. Am I talking? When the enemy wants to hit you, he will put a wedge between you and your destiny accelerators. Is that okay? And that wedge will come, will come in the form of your pride. Your anger. I can even go. Then you go. I've seen people who yell at their bosses, you can fire, fire me now. Fire me now. Oh, the man goes ahead and fires him. Then you go home. You realize the man actually fired me. I have no job. The revelation now hits you. No salary at the end of the month. Don't let your anger write a check that your bank account cannot cash. There's a level of money you need to have to be angry. Let, maintain the level of anger that you can afford. If you know you cannot afford it, Swallow your pride and say, thank you, sir. Oh. Some people are angrier than their bank account. Now the man beats you. If you're a man in this house, if you, leave me, leave me. The man leaves you. Then now, Papa, scatter somebody. Now, me, I must now scatter people because your anger wrote a check that your life cannot cash. Say here. There's a level of anger that, is, that you cannot afford. Every time you feel anger and pride rising, check, can I afford it? If you can't afford it, swallow that thing, put it inside your bottom. Tighten. Say, I love you, sir. Sorry. It is all my fault. If your wife is the one feeding you, let your words be few. She's the one paying rent. It's true. I'm the man in this house. My brother. Sometimes when you say man, it goes beyond gender. <laughs> so you are left there. The woman has gone with other people of her level. Saying the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. No, you are the one who's foolish. You're the one who's foolish. <laughs> the devil is not a liar in this case. Where do you
Okay. I'm competing with the time. This kind of destiny helpers, they don't owe you anything. There's a sense that people start feeling entitled when they're being helped. Wewe unasaidiwa and you think it is your right. You think we must beg you as we are helping you. Especially this young generation. You want to be helped and begged. Sweetie, baby, buju buju, please. Human right. Human right. You can only have human right if you have a bank account with money. For real. This world runs on mammon. You don't have mammon, you're not human. Nobody cares about you. It's true. So, control yourself. Get there on time. You don't have rights to come late. Am I talking? Do you mind rights? You know, I'm a grown-up now. <laughs> grown-up. So long as you're under someone's roof, you're not grown-up. Get there on time. When you come home, check, are there dishes to be washed? Wash them. Clean the house. He's using me as a slave. <laughs> if you like, leave. Why are you here? Go. Am I helping someone? We don't have to choose our words around you if you're helping you. The Bible says the rich, they talk roughly. It's biblical. The rich do what? Talk roughly. If someone is helping you and they talk roughly to you, you have no right to be offended. You're being helped. You don't know what kind of pressures this person goes through to get you this thing. How can he talk to me like that? Just because he's giving me, just because if we withdraw the just because, will you survive? You're making it look small just because of 25,000 that is giving me. Now you can talk to me like that. You don't have that 25,000 if they don't give it to you. Is that true? Without that, you'll be emaciated. So please. The poor man uses entreaties, but the rich answers roughly. So if you're being helped, you are the first portion. You must use entreaties. You must say, sir. You must say, please. You must say, thank you. And if an accounting is required, you must give an accounting. My privacy. No, no, no. If I gave you money, I will want to know how you used it. You don't know how, what I did to get it. Is that okay? If I, see, if I see you, sit down. What have you been doing with your money? You give me an accounting. Why would you ask? It's my private, it's not your money. Say, I hear. So a lot of people severe or sabotage their relationship 
with destiny accelerators because of poor character, poor attitude, poverty mentality, and entitlement mentality. He's not even a Christian. I can scatter him. You, you're cutting the hand that feeds you. They understand. Say, destiny accelerators. Say, Lord Jehovah, I ask you, lead me to my destiny accelerators. Let the doors open. Let me find favor with my destiny accelerators. In the name of Jesus, wherever I have sabotaged my relationship because of my attitude, because of my pride, because of my entitlement, because of my laziness, ask you to forgive me. Give me another chance. Lead me to my destiny accelerators. In the precious name of Jesus. 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 The thing about destiny accelerators is you will see weaknesses in them. It is none of your business. God knew this when he was bringing you there. Usikuwe sasa KBC. Nyinyo munafikirianga, isiyo ivo, nimekua pale. Wacha ni kuambie. It's none of your business. The man helped you, the woman helped you, take the help, thank them, move forward. Say here. You're not taken there as a private investigator. Number two, destiny links or destiny connectors. <coughs> destiny links or destiny connectors. We are closing in a few. Destiny links or destiny connectors. These are people who by themselves, they can't help you, but they know who can. And they connect you to that person. They themselves, they can't do something about your situation but they know who can do something about your situation and they connect you to that person. A good example in the Bible is this slave girl who connected Naaman the leper to Elisha the prophet. The slave girl was a slave. She couldn't do much about Naaman's leprosy, but she knew there was a prophet in Israel who could help Lama. The thing about destiny connectors is you need discernment to locate them. You need what? You need what? Because they don't look like they can do much for you. They're here. Naaman would not have thought at any time that his help would come through a slave girl. So you need discernment. This is number one. Number two, you need to be able to swallow your pride and follow the instruction. Even if you have money like what, but you are stuck in an area, 
and the person who's helping you doesn't is not as rich as you are, you must swallow your pride and follow the destiny connector. Are you here? Wave like this. Is it too hot? Are you asleep? If you're sleeping, say amen. Okay. Say destiny connector. And the Syrians had gone out on a raid and had brought back a captive, a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Naaman's pride almost made him miss his healing. If you read this story, say here. So for you, for God to use a destiny connectors to help you, you must have discernment to know this person, even though they look like this, they can help me. Maybe they're even a child. Maybe they're your house girl. Maybe some colleague you despise. Maybe someone you have never thought would help you. You need God's discernment to know this is my destiny connector. When you are hearing a destiny connecting conversation, may God give you discernment not to dismiss it. I said, may God give you discernment not to dismiss it. When you are in a, a situation, in a conversation, in a gathering where your destiny connector is, may your discernment antenna be up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you will not miss your moment of visitation. I said you will not miss your moment of visitation. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, may the Lord bring you destiny helpers in every side. In the wonderful name of Jesus. One conversation, one piece of newspaper, one matatu conductor will bring you into your destiny. In the mighty name of Jesus, news will be passing you shall see an advert, and through this advert, your destiny will open up in the precious name of Jesus. When you enter a toilet somewhere, you will see a number written, and when you call that number, that's where your destiny will begin to open up in the name of Jesus. You need discernment, and you need the presence of humility to know God can use anyone to connect you. Say I hear. Say I hear. The next one, I'm moving quickly. Destiny executors. Destiny executors or implementers. Everybody, this, these are skilled labor that is around you to help your destiny move forward. This church runs because I have skilled labor on sound. I have skilled labor on media. I have skilled labor on worship. I have skilled labor on protocol. I can't do all these things. Is that okay? But God has given me people who are skilled to implement the destiny. Is that okay? Most people, not all the knowledge that you use in fathering your destiny must be in your own head. God will give you people with this knowledge that will help you move your destiny ahead. The greatest mark of a leader is to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. The mark of a great leader is that you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, who know more things than you do. 
You must have the, you must not be a know-it-all. When you're listening to some, to an area of expertise, you must sit down and realize you don't know. You must be told. They are here. I don't buy any media equipment without asking my media people. Why? I don't know. I need to be told. I don't buy any sound equipment without asking my sound people. When I want to know which is a good guitar, I don't go to the spirit. Are you aware? When I want to know which is a good guitar, do you think I go, yabba, yabba, Lord, bring a vision, bring a vision. No, I have skilled labor. Now, which is a good guitar in the market? In the market, we go and buy that one. No prayer. God has given me answer. This thing you're looking for, it is with someone. May you find skilled labor. People to lift up your vision. People to be with you. In the name of Jesus. Now, the thing about skilled labor is, one, they must be anointed to do whatever they're doing for you. Number two, they must be true to you. So God must give you genuine people. Say, Lord, put around me genuine people who will help me with my vision. Not people who want to sabotage you. Not people who are jealous of you. They want to be you. Not people who want to use you, then move on. A lot of people, when God, when they are brought around people, they just want to use them. If you are skilled labor around me, you must be genuine to me this time. Then God will give you yours. God cannot be unfaithful to me to give you your own when you have not been genuine to me. Never. Not with the prayers I pray. What? The Bible says, he who is faithful in that which is another man's will be given his own. I am another man. You have not been faithful in that which is mine. And you want God to give you your own. Not if I'm alive. I will scatter it. It's true. You must be faithful here. In another man's. So that God's scripture is not broken. Say Lord. Grant me faithful people. Skilled labor. Who will help me. To further this vision. In Jesus name. So around you, God will give you faithful people who will not be doing business with your business. Okay, if you're one of these people, you are not faithful that which is another man's, you are going nowhere. They have trusted you with their shop. You are falsifying the books. Are you listening? You have taken that stock. This person is foolish. Now it's yours. You're lying on the books. What you're using is property to sell your own things. You're not faithful in that which is another man's. How will God give you what is your own? How? You want God to break scripture. Luke 16, 12 says, and if you have not been faithful, what is another man's? Who will give you what, what is your own? Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. He 
So, for you to get faithful people, be faithful. I served in another man's ministry 17 years. 17! Before I got my own. Was faithful, winning souls, bringing, winning souls, bringing. I was not even pastor. Is that okay? Is that okay? So you can't just say, you see, T.O.T. just came the other day, and you know it is great. T.O.T. didn't come the other day. I was serving 17 years. It's been 17 years in the making. Then you, Papa, I need four times the grace that you carry. It means you must serve 17 times four. It's true. It's not microwave anointing. Say here. Must be faithful here. Then God will give you that which is your own. So you can't come here trying to use us as a stepping stone for your own greatness. You'll crash. And I'll be the one to make sure. Because you're not baked enough. Not faithful. You'll hurt people. Destiny implementers. Destiny executors. The Bible says, I have anointed, I have called Bezalel, son of Uriel, and have anointed him with the Spirit of God in all craftsmanship. So God can anoint you to be a skilled labor. Tonight, at this anointing, your skill is multiplying. I said, in this anointing, your skill is multiplying. The Spirit of the Lord will impact your skill area. And you'll be able to do witty inventions. In the precious name of Jesus. Next time you go to implement a project, you'll, you'll be astounded at the ideas that will be popping up in your head. You'll be wondering, and why haven't I thought about this before? This thing looks so obvious. It has been here all the time. Why wasn't I thinking about this before? It's because the Spirit of the Lord is now the one revealing it to you, opening it to you. You will look at a situation and see a business. You look at somewhere you've been looking at every day and suddenly you will know if I do this and this, I will get this and I'll make money. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Get me that scripture. says, I have called Bezalel. Son of Uriel, I think it's the book of Exodus, yes. Look, I've specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Har, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. How did he gain his expertise? By the spirit of God. How are you gaining your expertise? By the spirit of God. This thing you're doing, this influencer, you will influence like nobody has ever influenced before. These clothes you're selling, this embroidery you're making, it shall sell like hotcakes in the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. The last bit I want to talk about and then we close. It's destiny pillars. Destiny's 
destiny pillars. These are people who God has appointed to be with you in your day of trouble. They are not with you to take you high. They are with you to prevent you from crashing. They are with you the day you're coming down. When everybody's running away, that's when they step in. I say, even if you're dying, will God die with you? Say, destiny pillars. When everyone is pointing fingers, everyone is accusing, everybody's finding fault, then the ones who say, this is our man of God. We will stand with him. Say whatever you want to say, as we are not leaving this church. Their destiny, pillars. People you know, you can count on when the testing is coming. When the storm is here. When the ship is shaking. These are the ones who will say, we have been here. We are here. We do not want to listen to those. We are moving forward. This is our man of God. Papa, what do you need? Let us move forward. We are building this church. Destiny? Pillars. The day you are fired from work. These are the people who say, I have a business here. I want to make you a shareholder. Let us start moving forward. The day your marriage is breaking. These are the people who say, come, 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 come. We are going on a holiday. Am I talking? Destiny? Pillars. People who are not here to take you to the next level, but to make sure you don't hit rock bottom. The day you retire, the day you lose elections, when your phone stops ringing, people stop calling you Muheshimiwa. These are the people who now knock your door and say, what, what do you need? How can we move you forward? How can we pick you up again? How can we rejuvenate your career? What is it you want? We are here for you. When others are running Elta Skelter, the people are here for These are destiny pillars. People who the house can rest on. People like Mary Magdalene who went and said, where have they kept the body? I want to carry the body. Where have they? These people are very few. They are very few. There are very few. In church, maybe there are two or three. At most four. Is that okay? People, when you are pastor, you know, Apostle Paul wrote a lot of his epistles in prison. Do you know that? He was a convicted criminal. The religious leaders of the day agreed with his conviction. The people went to visit him in prison. Say, you're still our man of God. Even though you are a convict. You are our man of God. You know, I keep thinking, if I was a convict, God forbid, it will never happen. If I was in one prison, how many of you would come and say, Papa, you're a man of God? They say, we knew all along. Ah. You think we can be, we are also prophetic. You see, God told me this one. That's why me, I left Pole Pole. Did you see me there? When I went there, I, I smelt an atmosphere that didn't seem right. 
God spoke to me that this man is crashing. God, the one who called me, spoke to you that I'm crashing. He decided to tell you, you, you. God called me. The day of my crashing, he went to confide in you now. He forgot about our calling. He started confiding in you how we are crashing. Me. Destiny pillars. The day of your mistake, when you get pregnant, those who still stand by you and say, This is a sister in Christ. You're embarrassing the body. Okay, as you work a cello tape. You are not even serious. Tulijua tu, ni hiyo ministry waliingia. Huko. Niliwaambia ukiingia huko, si unaona sasa, unaona. The ones who will stand with you say, "Come sister. I know how you are feeling. Let's go take come, let's take a selfie. I want to identify with you." Hmm? These are few. These are few. These are very few, but God must give them to you. Those who are not there for the gift, they are there when the gift is being vilified. Those who are not there for the money, the day you lose all the money, the one who is with you. You can no longer give handouts. The ones who come and say, you are my friend. What do you need? The ones who stop you from crashing to a rock bottom. Everybody needs this, but there are very few in life. Most people are with our fair weather friends. They're with you when you are flying high. They're with you when you have a lot of money. They're with you when you can help them. The day you, you need help, or the day they discover something, they're out the door. You call, try to call them. You say, yes, 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 yes. I saw your call. Yes, 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 man of God. Yes, yes. Yes, how are you? Are you still in that place? How are you? No, 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 I'll pass by, I'll pass by. Sija kutupa, lakini ame kutupa. Want us to stand up and pray. In the day of your adversity, always remember who stood with you. Am I talking? On the day of your adversity, remember who stood with you. And when the Lord blesses you again, also lift them up. David said, is there anyone of the house of Jonathan 
that I might show kindness to for Jonathan's sake. Why? Jonathan was with me in my lowest moment when everybody was looking for me to kill me. Jonathan was there. He stood up and said, this is my covenant friend. How many here would stand up for me? Uh, you're just talking. You're just saying because it, has, it is not impinging on you. The day standing up for me reflects badly on you. You'd go into self-preservation mode. Say, Papa, I follow online. I'm aware. It's not that I don't know. It's, it's part and parcel of ministry and serving people. If you're any sort of leader, you should be aware of this. Any sort of leader. It's, I don't know, it's, I think it's Bitangen Demo. Said so the day he lost his ministry, not, he lost his appointment as a cabinet minister, the phone stopped ringing until he was looking at the phone if it is spoiled. Is this phone okay? Is it working? Nobody was calling. No destiny pillars. The ship is sinking. All the rats have escaped. Not losing. May the Lord give you destiny pillars. On the day of your adversity, may you have safety nets. People who will stand beside you and take stones with you and wade in the mud with you and say, this is our person. We are not leaving him. Do whatever you want to do. Shaya Nama Dula Zinakan 